Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday. It is October 10th, 10, 10, 23. Hope your uh, week's off to a good start yesterday. Hey, we managed to pull a, a pretty good day out yesterday. Hard to believe uh, after the way it started, but uh, we'll talk about some of that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do, though, let's not forget that uh, in the world we live, there are so many things that bring uncertainty. Right now, what do we have? We have Israel and the whole deal over there uh, causing a lot of unrest and a lot of uncertainty in the oil market. So uncertainty is always going to be there. So what can you control? You can control the amount of risk that you have in your portfolio. You need to know what that risk is. You need to know what that risk should be based on your timeline to retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. That, we've got Dave up next. 9.7 Light FM Park is there. It is 8.42 now. 18 before 9. Time to check in on money and find out what Wall Street's doing for us or to us today. We'll find that out at the end of this little program. Ed, let's go downtown to the offices of Statler Financial Services, where Philip Statler is standing by on the phone. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today. It uh, I kind of forgot yesterday was a holiday from a banking standpoint. And, uh, and so... Uh, but hey, we're back to it today, right? Everything's open and going today, and so everything, uh, yeah, yep, everything, everything's alive and well this morning. I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I knew we didn't have, uh, I knew we didn't have mail delivery. I knew that we didn't have the bonds trading. Uh, that probably, I figured, meant federally charted banks would have been closed. But I didn't have anything specific about anybody closed. But yeah, I had a couple of friends at Rotary last night that said, "Yeah, I went by to cash and check, and they were all closed." It's uh, Tuesday, people. You can deposit your paychecks now. Uh, yesterday, it was uh, one of those uh, recovery days. We didn't take back everything we gave up the day before, but how, looking at how hourly things were in the morning when we started out, I'd call a 197-point increase in the Dow a pretty good day, wouldn't you? I would, especially considering where we started the day yesterday morning when you and I talked. I mean, it was a lot of red ink. Um, when we when we got off the air yesterday, and so to uh, to look at it yesterday, I was pretty busy, so I didn't look at it till the close, and and to see that it was all green, I'm a boy. Yeah, nice, it was pretty, nice, it, nice looking at that. Yeah, it was a pretty steady climb on all three of the main indexes too yesterday. Dow ended up about half about fifty nine hundredths of a percent, up one hundred and ninety seven. Standard and Poor's was up twenty seven, and Nasdaq was up fifty three. All in all, not a bad day, which brings us up to today, and uh, we've got a pile of stuff going on, not the least of which on the world front is the uh, Israel-Hamas conflagration over there. And needless to say, the uh, talking heads are throwing it out there saying, you know, this war might very well change the Federal Reserve strategy on interest rates because it's going to screw up the oil patch, and consequently more money's going to come out of our pocket, and maybe they won't need to raise interest rates. Some Somebody had to find that spin somewhere, didn't they? I mean, they they try to find a spin every which way, don't they? I mean, <laughs> anything to to catch the news headline and to get the spotlight for just that little bit of time. 
No, yeah, the tragic point of the matter is it might actually happen that way because oil is still trending upward by a bit, albeit a little off this morning. Uh, it's going to be a relatively busy week once we get past today as far as the government data dump. But this morning, about the only macroeconomic information we've got is uh, what small business thinks. The National Federation of uh, Small Businesses, uh, they had a 91.3 index on small business optimism last month. We're kind of losing our boyish sense of humor, I gather, huh? Well, we did. I mean, you know, they surveyed those businesses, and and last month that number was 91.3. Uh, the expectation was for it to drop a little bit, but it dropped a little bit more than expected. It came in at 90.8 uh, versus 90.9 that was expected. Uh, the big takeaway there is, is going down, meaning that businesses are not as optimistic. Inflation is really starting to impact uh, business revenue. And we'll see that in a minute when we talk about uh, PepsiCo. Absolutely. It's, it's going to be an interesting earnings season because a lot of those chickens are coming home to roost now as inflated input prices are now starting to reflect on the cost of goods sold. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, we're going to be looking at uh, what the profit looks, what the profit margins look like on the uh, companies that uh, report. And I gather we got some news on that on Pepsi. Tomorrow we're going to get the producer price index, wholesale inflation. Thursday, the consumer price index. It's it's going to be a busy week, but we're relatively quiet at the moment. What's interesting, though, is earnings season begins today, and I was whining yesterday. It used to be Alcoa all the time. Now it's whoever happens to come to the fray first, and this time Pepsi absolutely uh, came in first. How did they do last quarter? Pepsi actually did uh, did well. They uh, they beat by about ten cents a share on earnings. A uh, revenue came in better than expected. As I dove into some of the report, uh, I found a few things kind of interesting. Is they saw, um, you know, about a 13% uh, earnings growth, um, which was good for them, better than expected uh, for this uh, full. And they, they're kind of keeping their full year forecast the same. Uh, and I found this kind of interesting is they actually did better year over year, not just better than expected. Better year over year, their actual uh, net income attributable to the company without extra earnings things um, was two dollars and twenty four cents a share. Last year it was a dollar ninety four a share. Uh, they made a little over almost three point one billion in revenue compared to two point seven billion um, net income. So so good things there. Now here's the kind of fly in the ointment. It's not showing up in their stock price, but. They've been able to increase their 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 pricing, and that's what's allowed them to continue to do well. But if you look at their actual anybody anybody that's bought a twelve pack of Pepsi can see that, right? Absolutely. But here's the deal: their volume has declined by six percent. Ooh, exactly. And I, I think we may see that across the board, and and not and not just this industry, but in other industries as well. So we're seeing people are not buying as much. They're paying more. Um, but it's allowed the companies like PepsiCo to continue to uh, to grow revenue and grow net income. So, um, you know, expect more of that until they can't, right? Until people just pricing, you know, you can price yourself out of the market. And, and uh -huh. that, 
you know, with inflation, that could very well happen. And, and companies got to kind of play that fine line as to how much can I raise prices um, going forward. And, you know, it might indicate, too, if we see a trend out of the major stocks this earnings season, we're going to start looking at unit sales being something we look at stocks for on the next earnings season. Because, I mean, investors probably haven't been watching unit sales all that terribly carefully, obviously, by the fact they're trading Pepsi up, even though they're selling less Pepsi. Exactly. You know, that that is something I think we're going to have to watch. Now, Pepsi is trading up about 1% this morning, so... Um, you know, they're, they're taking advantage of that. Cool. Cool. And any other stocks out this morning I, that, that kind of breaks the mold for the first, for the uh, first batch. Yeah. I don't have any earnings, but I found this one interesting. Uh, yeah. A software company called unity software. There must be a gaming uh, best I can tell they're a gaming software, uh, but the, um, the CEO is going to retire. The stock's up 6%. Something tells me the stockholders weren't madly in love with that CEO. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's got to be a gaming software. The guy's old. Get him the heck out of here. Uh, Other tidbits that I lost in my pile before we went to Pepsi, uh, just things to keep an eye out for. We were talking over a year ago, I think, about a great big real estate trust called Evergrande in China that went toes up. Well, number two is one foot out of the grave, too, a a thing called Country Garden Real Estate in China. It announced this morning that it couldn't make its interest payments. It was going to be in default on its notes. And you got to keep in mind, in China, real estate investing for the consumer there has been very much what dabbling in the stock market has been for us. They invest in real estate for their retirement funds. So consequently, uh, when the big real estate trusts start wobbling and falling, that's just one more indication that we've got a major challenge going on over on the Chinese economy side of the fence. Yeah, it, it really does. You know, and with the whole thing over in, in Israel and Hamas as well, we're seeing pressure on the airline industry today. Mm-hmm. That's that's also going to be something to watch. We should mention, just because it's there, uh, the United Auto Workers struck Mack Truck yesterday just to add on to the big three automakers they're striking. And uh, you, you caught this. I didn't notice that. They're also uh, striking the General Motors plants up in Canada. Yeah, the UAW decided to uh, to help their American brothers out, and uh, they're striking against the GM plants up there. Oh, geez, and a whole bunch of pharmacy workers that are unionized to Walgreens stores across the country are also on strike. So, I mean, infl- the, the rationale I can see, I mean, inflation has been going and wages in many industries haven't been keeping up. Now the labor unions are saying that's it. We've had enough. We want to catch up. But that also tends to get to be another round of wage price inflation again. So we can't win. I fair to the unions. They deserve more money. But at the same time, what are we seeing? More inflation, more interest rates. Uh, is it ever going to end? Huh? Yeah, it seems to be this vicious cycle. And I did see a, uh, an article headline yesterday that said, you know, strikes are contagious. Once they start, then other industries start doing the same thing. Ah, that seems to be the case at the moment. Resetting the table, it was an up day yesterday, a little recovery from a bloodbath the day before. 45 minutes before we trade equities with real cash this morning. Philip, what's happening on the markets? You know, we've seen uh, they, they, they're green for the most part, uh, but but some of them are just barely green. The, the Dow's up almost two-tenths of a percent, $59. The S&P 500 is up less than a tenth of a percent, like $3. And the NASDAQ 100 
is basically flat. I mean, it's up $3 as well. So um, <clears throat> the Russell 2000 is actually down a little bit right now. On the other side of the coin, we've got uh, silver down about two tenths. Gold is up about three tenths. And then crude oil is uh, not giving up what it made us take on yesterday, but it's down about a half a percent this morning, $85.89 a barrel right now. Yeah, I think you're right. It's somewhere in the zip code where it was yesterday. At least the trend of inexorable upward movement seems to have paused for a minute, doesn't it? It does, and hopefully it will continue. <laughs> Fingers crossed here. Overseas markets, the Asian rim was kind of a tale of two horses here. Uh, the Japanese markets skyrocketed. They were up 2.5% of the close at 6 a.m. this morning. Mainland Chinese markets almost universally off, so it depends upon where you are, where your stocks went in the Asian rim this morning. Europe right now, for some reason, is trading uniformly up, and decidedly so. The overall stock index for the uh, European community is up by a percent and a half halfway through their trading day. Getting a beat as to how to make sure retirement happens the way I planned it to happen, well, that takes some expertise. How do I take advantage of your expertise and make that do? Exactly, uh, Dave. You know, it's it's the risk that's in the portfolios. That's the one thing folks can control. And that's why I developed the core retirement design to help them walk through the process to create the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call, 863 382 0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. All righty. Back here again tomorrow morning, same time. Philip, thank you so much. We'll catch you then. All right, man. Have a great day, Dave. Thank you and be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope, again, your week's off to a good start. Join us again tomorrow, same time, same place, and let your friends know they can find us right here on Facebook. Thanks. Have a great day.